Manimal here. It's Thursday, April 13th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to go around the league, talk about the Rays and Jordan Walker. Did they keep their streak alive? We also got some sad Rangers news that went down on Tuesday night to talk about, so we're going to talk about that. And then we've also got those Rangers box scores. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can catch me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can catch the boys on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at TX Rangers WTB. That's on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And you can also catch us on our website at TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one, all word. one word. There we go, and uh, that's where you can catch us on there. So if uh, you know, find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Radio Public, Google, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast, you can find Texas Rangers with the boys. And joining me, my co-host, the man with the beard that never ends, a man who is known for putting away a hundred wings at one time, the three hundred pound animal, aka Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on socials? Ooh, after after this past week, I don't want to talk about eating a hundred wings. <laughs> I mean, it feels like a distant mem- memory, but I think a hundred wings might might make the encounter similar. So, but I'm doing a lot better. The, those first two shows were a little rough for me this week. I wasn't feeling the best, and I uh, uh, but uh, tonight or this morning, as it be, I'm back out in my garage. With uh, with uh, with instead of inside in a bed covered up, mm. um, slowly crying as the show is going on. But I'm <laughs> I'm doing a lot better today. We've got uh, we've got some lots of Rangers news and notes to go over today. Some uh, some stuff happened since we last talked, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a lot going on. I mean. Uh, before we get into Rangers news, I think it we need to talk about a couple of things around the major leagues because well, we do have. Oh, I gotta tell everybody oh, where wait. they can find me on social media. Jeez, oh, don't geez, you I don't, jump the gun? That's the most important part of the show. I can't believe I forgot. This is this is what people listen for. Remember, we talked about that last time. That this yeah, is the reason did. why people listen to this show <laughs> is to hear me talk about my social media 100%. and to appease those people. The adoring crowd. You can <laughs> yes. find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull. You can find me on Instagram at Manimal 300. And you can also find me on TikTok and Facebook at Bull Pro. And, uh, you know, no bits tonight because I'm too sad for bits. Yeah, there's a lot. There's still, there's a few things to be sad about. Well, let's talk about a few things that uh, MLB uh, teams can be happy about. The Rays. The Rays count is at 12. And the Jordan Walker hit count is at 12. So it's still going. So as long as those things are going, yeah. we'll keep, I, keep putting them this, on here. At this point, I'm kind of not surprised. But uh, <laughs> I was a little sad to see uh, the Red Sox throw a, a minor league baseball team out there today behind Chris Sale. But I guess it wouldn't have mattered the way he was throwing mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon anyways. But, uh, yeah, the, the Rays stay undefeated. Jordan Walker yeah. continues to hit. Yep, and then um, MLB to Salt Lake City. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a proponent of this. Utah, Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City is a tremendous town. 
Um, is there a lot to do there? Absolutely not. But when you love nature the way the manimal loves nature, Salt Lake City is like just down the road from like 17 national parks. Uh, so if, if you're if you're in Utah, you, you might as well go. And if Salt Lake City is going to have a baseball team, I might as well go. But if they're going to do that thing in April and, and September and October and all that, they probably need to put a, a roof on that bad boy. I, I agree. And, and you, I wonder if the altitude is going to be in effect there as well. I don't know what the actual um, – how high up Oh, it's pretty is. high. Yeah, I would assume yeah. it comes into play a little bit, probably not as much as it Coors. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't uh, well, I I think it may actually be a little higher. So uh, you know, who knows? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um. So and then also we had a pretty serious injury for the Milwaukee Brewers, a guy that you like a lot. Uh yeah, another one of those you know guys that we talked about earlier in the year that if he would have been available in a trade, I would have been absolutely interested. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he's going to hit the IL with some shoulder inflammation. Um, hopefully, you know, like like we say with basically every injury that we have on this on this program, you know, we don't like to see anybody get injured, and uh, you know, we're hoping for just a little bit of a you know maybe a week on the DL, miss one start, and be back sometime around the 18th or 19th. Yeah, we hope, we want to see him come back uh, healthy because he's a heck of a player. And, and again, you know, never know he could end up uh, end up a Ranger if the the Brewers do what they do a lot of the time with their fire sales. Uh, and then uh, another guy for I believe for the Cubs maybe got a contract. Um, yeah, Ian Happ. Ian Happ yep. uh, signed a three year, sixty one million dollar dollar extension. So, you know, that kind of solidifies him as. The type of guy that uh, Chicago may be building around, and I imagine yeah, that yeah. just eats his. It, it eats most of his, um, arb time. I imagine uh, maybe one more year on the back end of it. He may not get paid twenty a year. It may be a gradual increase up into twenty five or twenty six. Interesting. Well, hey, good for him though. You know, you gotta love to see a guy get a contract uh, like that who's worked hard for it. And I think that's all we're going to talk going around the league. Uh, real, quick, the, real quick, oh, while, oh, while real quick while I've got it here. Um, yeah, you're, you're correct. Denver is uh, 1,000 feet higher yep. above sea level than, uh, than uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah, but I mean, still, 1,000 feet. I know it sounds – it's like to say, to say that it's not a lot. Still, yeah, well, feet is still pretty pretty high elevation. I bet the ball yeah, flies out of place. And they and I mean, if the ball flies in Arizona at seventeen or eighteen hundred feet, yeah, um, it's going to fly. It's going to fly in Salt Lake City too. So I imagine uh, with baseball in Salt Lake City, will come a humidifier and a dome. <laughs> Most likely, but man, that's really exciting. What a great that's a great sports town. Uh, they really support their so, squad. So yeah, so good. You got to love that. Yeah, good luck to Gail Davis and and crew. Let's hope that uh, that she's able to get a team to Salt Lake City. So with the Rangers, let's try to kick this one off on a positive note because we do have some really uh, bad Rangers news. Bad is not an exaggeration. Uh, hopefully it's not too bad, though, in the long run. But the Rangers are still tied, uh, even after yesterday's game, still tied for the AOS lead. Yeah, um, 
well, you know how it is that if you if you walk into one day with a one game lead, even with a loss, mm. you're still going to be in first place, even if yeah. that team below you wins. So that's what happened that's- today. The uh, the Rangers lost, or the, yesterday, that's what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. is that the Rangers lost and the Angels won. Um, and basically, we're right in the same spot after after today as we were after Sunday, after the last series. Angels and Rangers both win two out of three and uh, continue to be deadlocked up there at the top of the AL West. With Houston falling a couple of games behind, a game and a half behind, Seattle's two and a half behind, and uh, the Oakland A's are uh, four games behind as of right now. Yeah, so let's get into the real Rangers news. Uh, Corey Seager goes down with an injury. Uh, looks like you had said to me that they were they were thinking uh, four weeks, which equates to about a month. Yeah. And uh, that's going to mean that some other players is going to really have a ripple effect on the entire team. Well, you know, there was a, there was a kind of, I didn't want to get ahead of it last night, but the, or two nights ago when it happened. Um, But I I think the first thing I sent you was, oh, and then the report came out that it was tightness and that they were kind of uh, optimistic about it. And uh, then when the report came out, it was about what I figured it was going to be about a month. Yeah. Um, yep. um, it's same injury he's had before. He came back from that injury in a month. I wouldn't see any reason why he doesn't come back from the same injury in the same amount of time. I know. I mean, he's still just 28 years old. It's not like he's some dinosaur out there trying to get back on the field. Uh, right. So um, he should have no problems and, and, and about – Three weeks, they'll probably reevaluate, see where he's at, and maybe send him out, you know, for a couple of games in Round Rock or Frisco in in a month, and get him some at bats, and then you know, hopefully that it's just a month. You know, I mean, that, that's what you're kind of hoping for more than anything else is that just hey, this is just going to be a month, whatever the case may be. But uh, you know, that's what I'm kind of thinking is they're looking at probably that 28 to 32 days. Yeah, and I would say there's, you know, positively the only upside to this, and again, I'm not saying this is ideal or this is what you hope for, but again, if you're going to try to find some positive out of this, is it does mean that Josh Smith and um, Ezekiel Duran are going to get a little bit more, a lot more playing time. Um, Like you told me off air. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a positive at all. I don't well, feel like that's a positive I think it's at a all, positive. man. I mean, I think it's, it's a positive. It's for positive them. for them, yeah. It's positive yeah. for them, but I mean, I would, I would prefer Corey Seager play every every day. You know, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't see that as a positive for the team at all. But I do see it as a positive for Duran and Smith to get more regular at bats. Um, but you know, you're losing a lot in the lineup the moment Corey Seager's not in it. No, I, I, I totally agree, and. And it's and again like like I preempted when I said it's, yeah. it's not the ideal situation. But, no, absolutely you know, not. But it, but and you also get this get the opportunity to see two guys that could possibly be major pieces um, at the trade deadline if uh, the Rangers are hoping to acquire uh, some talent. And if these guys show that hey, look, they they're 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 ready to be step into starter roles. 
they might have some more value in that. Or down the road, you know, again, you're developing these guys to play uh, and you'd hope to see play play full time. Yeah. And then getting a month to, to play may, may, may solve some other issues that you yeah. may have thought you had that. It may you help them, yeah. I mean, th- them guys, those two guys getting regular at-bats or Smith getting more regular at-bats and continuing to get on base makes that left-field decision a little bit easier when Seager's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Duran. Uh, it just kind of makes that decision a little bit easier. I mean, Robbie Grossman's really struggled. I'm not saying that they're like, oh, let's DFA Robbie Grossman. I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, yep. you know they're going to let him work through this. You know, he's struggling a little bit, but they're going to let him work through it. Uh, I think the one good thing that it did was tonight was the first night we saw the outfield as it, as, as it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it rushed Tavares back, which he didn't look great at the plate. But I feel like him just being in, in center field stabilized the outfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's their best outfielder in the, in the field. And people may argue with me that it's Garcia, but I mean Tavares mans more ground than no. anybody else. He he mans more ground than Bubba and Jankowski. He also has a better arm than Garcia. So it's not like you know I'm not talking about this as like spiteful to any of those guys. I'm just saying that's what kind of fielder he is. It's always been about whether his bat can catch up to his his position play. And that's been his biggest problem in his career. It's never been the outfield play. He's always been a fantastic outfielder. And that's been ever since he was in the Dominican Summer League back in uh, 14, 13, 14, back in those days when, when he was in the Dominican Summer League, he was playing a major league level outfield there at 17, 16. So, you know, like, I mean, the outfield, I thought it was a little more stable. It didn't look so cooked. All night tonight because the last couple of nights the outfield uh, the Wednesday night uh, let's see Wednesday night was last night so Tuesday night and Monday night the outfield did not look good at all um, even with Jankowski and Bubba Thompson out there so I think that mm-hmm. that kind of stabilized it with having Tavares back but it's not exactly the way that I wanted him to have to come back you know I would, I would have preferred no. to be on his own time but him playing outfield out there it just kind of stabilizes things and makes that team in my opinion, a little bit better. Yeah, no, no doubt that I think Tavares is the best defensive outfielder the Rangers have, and he, he actually surprisingly has one of the best arms in the in the league. Not just yeah, the yeah, team, but but one of the best arms in the league. So can cover ground, and, and, and he's, he's also like, one he's of the there. fastest guys in the league. Like yep. he's only a half step behind um, Bubba oh, Thompson. Bubba. Yeah, he's not that much slower than him, and in a foot race, you never know. So, um, do we want to go ahead and close the book on the Seeger injury, or is there any more well, you want to add to it? Um, I don't know how much more I need to talk about it, uh, or or we need to talk about it, really, because you know it's it's a hamstring strain. Um, I saw his eyes get big. The the Royals, and I I don't know if you were able to watch being on vacation, but the Royals played this weird shift where they would play like slow pitch softball left center and right center and they would pull their right field in and he would play on the grass outside of the infield like in a shift right and they would play their second baseman more up the middle him play more behind the bag and Seeger laced one down into the left field corner 
And he was, I mean, he was thinking at least triple the whole way. And uh, he turned those jets on and it was about two steps. Yeah. So it just, uh, you know, it happens. That's something his eyes got big and he thought, oh, I need to put something on it. And, and, you know, I'd have taken the double and he'd have probably cruised into, he'd have probably cruised into third base with, with no problems, even at a normal pace. Yep. Yep. We, we had a guy named Josh Hamilton that used to not know when to put the brakes on either. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and I don't, Corey Seager does not remind me of that type of player. I just think his eyes got big and, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to do every, he's making three and a quarter, $325 million over the next 10 years. He wants to do as much for this team as he can. Absolutely. And you got to love a competitor like that. Um, Well, you know what? Let me tell you something really exciting that uh, I found out. I found out today. Uh, we've been pumping up this uh, slam and destroy event that's going to be uh, presented by Death Breath. Uh, Those Matt War Pro guys. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be putting on slam and destroy. And today, I found out um, from one of my sources that we have a main event uh, inked, and it's going to be Demo taking on uh, Big McKenzie. Now, I'm not really sure how happy. Uh, Brick Savage is going to be about. He's not going to be happy but, about it. No, but this is going to be three big bad mad dudes uh, out there at the Southside Preservation Hall, uh, getting ready to go and throw down for uh, for some some professional wrestling on May 26th. So we want to let you guys know about that and make sure that you guys get your tickets soon, uh, get them early, and we'll get those tickets up on the website. Get the link to Eventbrite on the website for you guys just to go to Texas Rangers with the boys dot com all one word and make sure that you get your tickets because this thing will sell out uh we had standing room only at the last event over at martin house brewery and this next event i can guarantee you if you don't get your tickets early you won't be able to get in the door and you're just going to be no uh, having to listen from the outside yeah no doubt and and last time we were at the south side preservation hall it was at 89 percent capacity so there's no doubt that it's going to be at a full hundred percent capacity and don't don't forget that with with a ticket set, a ticket purchase, um, Martin House Beer is going to be giving out free beer all night long. Oh wow! Or, or wall supplies last, but last time <laughs> there was plenty of beer left. They were they were giving out seltzers to the boys late in the in the evening. So so uh, you know uh, you'll, you'll be able to get your you'll be able to get your point. yeah you'll be able to get your get some free beer with this. So what a great deal! So just from just one more time. Mark your calendars, May 26th, Southside Preservation Hall, South Fort Worth, uh, Deaf Breath, and Matt War Pro, along with Rough House Wrestling, is going to bring you Slam and Destroy, some local professional wrestling. Be sure to get out there and support your local. 7 p.m. bell times. 7 p.m. So support your local uh, local businesses and definitely your local entertainment. So uh, we have a box. We have two box scores to get into. Uh, we have one good. We have one not so good. Uh, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde Rangers. Uh, are are still in full effect. Uh, why don't we talk about? Uh, I believe it was Tuesday's game. Well, the uh, where... the important thing is they took two or three of this series. You're right. I'm That's the most important that. thing. Um, <sighs> so Tuesday night, uh, Jacob Degrom, uh, mm. he, he he went back uh, to the hill for the Rangers. Uh, the first time as a ranger where I was not in attendance because I was too busy being incredibly sick, probably from ballpark food. I'm not going to lie. 
Mm. I'm not going to lie. No offense to the ball yards, but their food isn't exactly something you should be eating four times a week. Definitely not. Oh, dude, and it was those cinnamon peanuts, you know, that sound, or almonds that we you almost got that one night. I got oh. them the next night. Killed me. I think they I think they had, like, artificial sweeteners in them or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, we... We will definitely uh, not tell you some of our artificial artificial sweetener stories of bull on the road, Ooh. but uh, yeah, let's let's get into this. Mosh pit Mike remembers we, them. Yeah, let's before we before we get way off off track here, but uh, yeah, so uh, Jacob de Jacob de Grom, I got his name right, uh, yeah. on pace for three hundred ninety eight strikeouts this year. So well, somebody's got to strike out three hundred ninety eight, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, he's he's bounced back really really well after yeah. that. Uh, rough opening day. He's 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 looked almost unhittable. I would call that uh, seven quality innings from Tuesday night. He uh, seven hits, two runs, two earned. Um, I like that he has kind of the ability to, you know, get a guy out there at second base with nobody out and just work around it like the guy wasn't at second base. Mm-hmm. They might even push him over to third on that first batter, and then he'll just oh, I'll get that strikeout I need to get. Um, but, uh, I saw a couple, uh, sliders, 95 mm-hmm. miles an hour, wow. 95 mile an hour sliders. And you know, they're a slider because this fastball isn't under 98, 99. Yeah. Wow. So you're, you're, you, it isn't a fastball. It's way too, I mean, it's way too slow to be as fastball. That's crazy <laughs> to think that 95 is too slow to be as fastball, but. He threw a couple of slide pieces, 94, 95, this last, this last outing. And his stuff was pretty electric. He had nine strikeouts over seven innings, but I think he also kind of pitched to some contact a little bit mm-hmm. to try and get through some innings because, uh, you know, I think he's trying to eat them a little bit here with the bullpen being used quite a bit extra these last couple mm-hmm. of days and with uh, them having some trouble in Chicago and needing a big-time start by, by their best pitcher. I think, you know, he put that on his shoulders against Kansas City. Even though they're coming off of a win, it's not like he was stopping this time, but he was making sure that they were able to put some games in a row. Right. It wasn't quite being a stopper, but it was also a game the Rangers really needed to win. And, uh, I mean, obviously they're all important, but I felt like, yeah, like you said, it was a really important win. Um, it just guy, the guy is exactly everything we had hoped for. And, uh, you know, just keeping our fingers crossed on the health. I don't think he hasn't shown any signs of any issues. No, um, none. And the bullpen wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't good bad. at all, honestly. But they had good moments. Um, yeah. Jonathan Hernandez was not very good at all. He, he got him loaded. They, they brought Will Smith in. He was, he was able to get out of there with just the one given up. Uh, of of one inherited or whatever that he that he uh, gave up. Um, actually, he did not inherit give up an inherited run. So I guess uh, I guess I'm missing something. Hernandez did gave up a run while he was in there. Will Smith did come in and, and get him out of that jam. So I'm I guess I'm misremembering. But uh, when you're using mm-hmm. when you're when you're seeing red at Jonathan Hernandez not being able to get anything yeah. in the strike zone. Well, and there's You're, a you know, turning and, around and blowing the game. Well, you know, Will Smith came in. He got They got him out of that thing, and then he came back out for the ninth and proceeded to put the first guy on base, and then they go to LeClerc, and now it's not a clean inning for LeClerc. And, and I don't know. I, I, I'm i not 100% sold on it. It was just something bad for LeClerc. But 
you know, I, I would have preferred him get out of that thing. He did make a really good pitch to get a ground ball double play to send that thing to extra innings and them not lose the game. So, you know, uh, like I said, you know, there were bad points and there were some really not, you know, some stuff wasn't very good, but at the end of the day, um, they ended up getting, they ended up getting themselves in a position to continue the ball game and uh, continuing the ball game helped them out. Um, yeah. And they flashed a lot of, flashed a lot of bats in that game. I mean, Jonah Heim with the, I believe it was the walk-off homer, wasn't it? Jonah Heim had the walk-off homer, but that wasn't the most important hit of the game. Okay. They were down to two outs, runner on third base. They just Nate Lowe had just dumped a ball into short left field that should have fell. I mean, infield's in, trying to cut down a play at the plate. And uh, um, Bobby Witt Jr. just makes an incredible catch down the left field line to take away a run. Uh, Marcus Simeon. Couldn't I mean he's so close. You know he's not gonna make a good throw, but at the same time, is it gonna be close enough? So he didn't take off and understandable. I mean, Bobby Witt was standing sixty feet from him, you know. <laughs> so I get it. I understand what's what's happening there. And uh so they don't get that run across. And Adalas Garcia comes up and uh, you know, what do we always talk about? Adalas Garcia when, <laughs> yeah. when there's Every two time, outs, yeah. a runner on base and they need that run. I mean, I feel yeah. like Garcia is going to come up with it. And last night was the first night that I didn't feel like he was going to come up with it. And he showed me wrong. So I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. And, he had the, and, was an RBI, an RBI uh, single, wasn't it? He did. Yeah. He had an RBI single that uh, scored the tying run. Uh, Josh Young was able to uh, work himself a walk. And uh, then uh, Jonah Heim parked one into the uh, right field stands and, Walk that thing off, and the Rangers win eight to five. And as we say, the rest is history. And and obviously that was the night that uh, Corey Seager got hurt. Um, he was also two for two, uh, and uh, hitting a scorching three fifty nine on the season. So that's definitely why you don't want to see the man go down. He's, right. he's primed and on the on the way to having a huge season, and now he's got to step back and take a month off, but. You know, we'll just see what happens, and hopefully he steps right back in in the same spot that he was, and he's able to, you know, continue his uh, his ways at the plate when he gets back. Yeah, hopefully whatever he was – however he was seeing the ball before he went down, he's still seeing it the way that way when he comes back. Um, well, I think that wraps up uh, that particular game. Is is there something that you want to tell the people uh, about, uh, maybe some extra content that we got going on? Well, you know, I was going to give some people some uh, – some down east news today, but Kevin, you looked at me and you go, No, bro. Yeah. And I was like, What? And you were like, Look, dude, yeah. if we're going to give out down east content, we can't do it on Thursday. Yeah. We got to do that on down on the farm with the boys. That's and right. I thought, Oh, yeah. My, my brain hadn't been working this week. So we hadn't <laughs> done one of those. So I was just ready to talk about minor league baseball just for talking about minor league baseball. But Kev got me on the right path for $1.99 a month. We're going to start putting up uh, down on the farm with the boys, uh, our, our weekly, maybe bi-week farm report, weekly farm report, maybe twice a week farm report. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, we like the farm. 
it's fun to go to Frisco. It's fun to go to Round Rock. It's fun to go to San Antonio. You know, all these places they play, it's all fun. Like Amarillo's got a great ballpark. Midland's got a great ballpark. Corpus Christi's got a great ballpark. I mean, you can go anywhere and watch the Rangers farm teams play around here when they're, when they're in the Texas League or in the uh, uh, AAA Pacific Coast League. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend it. So, uh, you know, not only not only are you going to learn more about those teams if you listen to Down on the Farm with the boys, but we'll give you uh, updates on all those parks that we've visited this year. Absolutely, absolutely. So $1.99 uh, a month, that's all it is. And, uh, again, we, we haven't gotten as much content up there as we like just yet, but being on vacation and my buddy being sick, but we will be pumping that stuff up, uh, pumping that stuff out as the weeks come along. So uh, be sure to subscribe. You can do that on our uh, Spotify page with just one little click. Um, so let's talk about yesterday. Yeah, there ain't much to talk about. Well, I mean, unless well, we're going to talk about the Royals. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, let's you know, talk. I was on the. It started I was on great. The road. Yeah, I was on the road, and and I was actually getting the the uh, the uh, the notifications on my watch, and it was just like I stopped looking at my watch after a minute because, like you said, it started good, but then it yeah, yeah, tell uh, us a little bit about what happened. First inning, Nate Lowe home run, and then uh, after that, we can just pretty much tell you the uh, Royals won ten to one. Um, they they got to uh, they got to Evaldi a little bit. Uh, the defense didn't do him any favors, but the uh, the official score decided that it wasn't the defense's fault that those were actual legitimate hits, and um, you know the the Royals kind of snuck their way into a, a big inning here and a big inning there. And uh, the next thing you know, there's six on the board and, and Eovaldi's, you know, through five and you're thinking, Oh, that wasn't so great. And, but you know, he did have seven strikeouts, uh, didn't walk anybody. So there were positives to take away from it. Um, but overall, um, uh, I, I watched his presser last night. The man didn't make no excuses. He's a, he's a Texas boy. He ain't making no excuses for, Right. For what happened, he went out there. He's he's a world champion. He knows that it's you know when the blame's on him, the blame's on him, and uh, he put that blame on himself and didn't uh, didn't waver one bit. And you know the last time we saw Nathan Eovaldi, he gave up two over six and a third or whatever. So you know things like this happen, and some nights you give up six, and some nights you give up none. So uh, you know tonight was the night where he gave up six, and he just didn't have his best stuff, and he didn't have his best command. But overall. You know, I, I still so, I still love the Nathan Eovaldi tra- or pickup, and and um, I'm 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 on board with him for this whole season. So what you're saying is is that you're not you're not you're not really putting too much stock into Eovaldi, and I'm glad you're not because I don't think so, I don't think a bad start or I only say it's a bad start, a rough start, uh, is anything to be overly concerned about. But I think we both are a little bit concerned about Taylor Hearn. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm not sure that trying to get multiple innings out of Taylor Hearn is going to happen anymore. Um, I know yeah. what, I know what Boach is doing. I mean, the less pitchers he has to use, the better. And Taylor Hearn used to be a starting pitcher and he should be able to get you six outs. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But if it comes at the cost of four runs, every time he does it, you know, it's just not worth it. And, you know, I mean, Hearn may be that first guy that just gets that call down just to sit and get back to AAA and work on his stuff. Um, and, and you know, the the replacement for him, you know, they got a couple guys that it might be. It might be John King. It might be uh, Spores. And then we also talked about Barlow, but he hasn't pitched just a ton 
at uh, Round Rock just yet, so I don't know exactly um, how ready he is because we know he was down there to work on his velocity, and uh, he did pitch last night. So um, when we get when we get off of here, I'm going to go back and watch his inning from uh, the game last night uh, against Tacoma. Yeah, and then like I said, no, no offense really to speak of whatsoever. So. No, yeah, uh, four hits. I feel like Bob Euchre most nights uh, uh, in Major League when he looks over and he's like, four hits, four effing hits. That's all we got is four <laughs> effing hits. I mean, yeah. and, a, and a hit and a hit by pitch or a walk and a hit by pitch. I mean, six base runners is not okay. I mean, they need more than yeah. that. They need to have uh, – you can't give up ten runs and win with six base runners. And two of those no. were Josh Young, and one of them was a ninth inning poke in the uh, – you know, with two outs. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Brad Miller had a double. Uh, he he hit into that shift, and uh, you know, so you know, if Brad Miller can continue to hit two fifty and and DH and put bat on the ball and have some extra base hits. I, I still have no, you know, I mean, as much as I don't like him, I don't have any problem with him being in the lineup. Absolutely. So let's well, going to wrap it up for uh, our yeah. Not much to talk part. about. No, no. Yeah, I don't want to. This isn't a show. This is a Homer show, so we're not going to just yeah. sit here and bury the the team. But it wasn't very nope. good tonight, so uh, um, we don't have to say too many bad things about them. But uh, at the same time, you know, hopefully they take this day off, and the day off comes at a good time, and they can they can get back on the field tomorrow against the uh, Astros and uh, get things going a little bit. Yeah, and speaking of the Astros, tomorrow's show is going to be our first. Um, weekend preview show. So we we went ahead on the schedule. We found out that there are never games. By the Rangers, Rangers have eighteen off Thursdays this year. Yeah. When have the Rangers ever had eighteen off Thursdays before? So anyway. So what we're gonna do is on Thursday uh, or on Fridays, we're going to do um, a preview show for the weekend and just really uh, you know give you some predictions. uh, You know, talk to you about you know pitching matchups and really just get you guys prepped. For what you're going to see over the weekend, I think that'll be a really exciting time and get a few predictions about what what the boys think uh, is going to happen. And then on Monday, we can kind of run through and say, you know, see how uh, see how our predictions panned out. A lot of fun. Love that kind of stuff. And uh, I think you guys will love it, too. Um, anything else you want to say before we scoot out of here? No, there's uh, there's no game tomorrow to talk about at all. There's no game to tell you a pitching matchup. Uh, just. Uh... You know, keep those good vibes for Corey Seager so we can get him back on the field as quick as possible. And, uh, you know, we'll be back here Friday, like you said, uh, um, hamming it up for the weekend (laughs) series with the uh, hated Astros. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe I can talk you in tomorrow to let me do some minor league box scores just to just to get the people hungry for it. I think they'd love that, man. So uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TX Rangers WTB. And don't forget to check out our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. All one word. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content. Like I said, we're going to be pumping that stuff out over the next few weeks. And uh, again, don't forget to take our poll on t-shirts and tell us whether you want to want a Texas Rangers with the boys t-shirt or not. We are definitely um, ready to pull the trigger on that. So we'd love to, to have some merchandise to get out to you guys. Thanks everybody, for, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for our preview show. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.